Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Today we have Sarah Morrow joining us. Today we're talking about total body recomp and essentially eating over 1700 calories and kind of just like basically going through that process of eating more food, changing your body composition, all that kind of fun stuff. So starting off, Sarah, if you could just give everybody listening like a background story, maybe previous diets or programs or anything that you'd like to share, as well as like anything that's relevant to you, you know, like maybe where you work or not like where you work, but you know, like what you do for work, things like that, that'd be great. So starting with that, I work at a counseling agency. So essentially my job is anytime somebody calls in for counseling services or help or resources, they're going to me. So I'm on the phone pretty much all day. It's a desk job. I'm in a chair. And just depending how busy it is, I'm usually kind of stuck there. So sometimes movement's really hard. But my backstory, so I've always been a kid that did sports. Like I grew up in soccer, swimming. I did track and field in high school. So I did throwing events of canoeing, hiking, camping, all that stuff. And then I think it was back in 2018, I was like, I'm going to try the gym. And I joined commercial gym and did personal training for a year. But it's really expensive. And then I found like I learned a lot, but then when I was on my own, I just I wasn't as accountable. Like I wasn't going four to five times a week anymore. Like it just kind of slowly dropped off. And then pandemic hit and I was trying online programs and all the like nutritional programs that you have to buy their products and stuff. And obviously it just didn't work and nothing stuck and nothing was long term. It was all short term. So that's when I was like, I need to find something a little bit more sustainable and long term. And that's when I was like, I'm going to try fit strategy. I'm just going to message Sam and we're just going to see what happens. And I guess like, yeah, and you've been here for a while now. Like, honestly, we love having you. Sarah actually also helped us out at like some of the events and stuff. So she's like, basically, yeah, whenever we're like talking about like different events and things and we're like, okay, like, who do you think would want to help out? Things like that. I'm always like, oh, Sarah, like, we got to ask Sarah. We got to ask like, I'm sure she'd like want to be there or I'm sure she'll stop in or whatever, because yeah, you've just been absolutely like fantastic just in terms of overall, like obviously like work ethic, like your work ethic is insane. You always get your food in, you always get your steps in, you always get your workouts in. But at the same time, like even just like support wise, like literally if like if anyone posts anything in the group, like Sarah's like on it, like I swear she just sits there like notifications on. She's like, 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 it's just like, boom. And I'm like, all right, sorry, Sarah. So if anything, we absolutely adore you. And a lot of things weren't really working for her. And she tried some of those programs that like were like supplement required, which like those always make me cringe because I'm like, so not sustainable. Like, how can you sustain 150 bucks in supplements a month, right? Like it's a lot. And so like, what kind of things were you struggling when you first started way back when? I think just knowing food wise, because for the longest time, it's calorie strict, right? Like you got to knock it down. And then there's also this food guide that we're supposed to follow. And then it changed. And now we're it completely flipped, right? So that was really confusing. And like, I took like nutrition and stuff in high school, and it just never, it always conflicted too. So it was like, I don't know which way is right anymore. And then you trying these programs, and they're telling you, no, 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 do this. So that was really confusing. And then I always struggled with like, people pleasing. So if trying calorie restricted diets, it's like, oh, do you want to go out for dinner? It's like, yes, but no. 
So that was my biggest thing is like, I've really good boundaries in my life of saying no, like I need my time. But that was the biggest thing too, was like boundary setting when it came to just physical health and working on that, which was really weird. Like, I think a lot of women struggle with people pleasing. So like, what were some things that this is like, totally, I try and give like, and if you guys have listened to any, like anyone we've had on the podcast before, I try and give them like a general idea of like what we're going to talk about. So they're not like freaking out day of, but definitely did not plan this. But in terms of like people pleasing, that's a really good point, Sarah. What do you think, like in terms of like where you were before and now, like, obviously now you don't really have to restrict anything. You don't really have to cut anything out. Like you can go out to eat if you want. But what are some like things that you did when you were like super into people pleasing and like always kind of saying yes to everybody and not really setting any boundaries? How did you transition from that to more of like, I want to do this, or this is something that like, I don't want to do that or whatever the case might be. Like, how did you transition into having more boundaries? So it took actually a really long time. And it was actually during lockdown that I really worked on saying no. Saying no is such a hard thing. And even working in like social services and counseling world, you learn self-care, but it just took time to say, no, I got to think about it more. Just don't say yes right off the hop, because if you say yes to everything, you are going to burn out and you are going to crash and it's just not going to be good. So it just really took time. And I didn't like do it right cold turkey, just no to everything. Like I just started slowly saying no to certain things like, oh, do you want to go out for lunch? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say no to a drink or maybe I don't need that dessert or maybe look at the other like options that are there that do fit into yeah. macros. So still saying yes, but still saying like little no's to things. So I'm not restricting everything in my life because I want to go hang out with it, my friends and go to dinner with my family. And even too, and on a lot of the podcasts and lives too, you talk about like, even if you are going to go out for drinks, maybe you don't need like seven or 12 or whatever. You can have one and you can choose like the better options or no, hey, I'm going to have two drinks. I'm going to put it into my fitness pal early so then I can adjust everything else. So I guess I kind of went on a tangent there, but just those boundaries for me. That's a nugget. If anyone's listening to this, this is a nugget. Okay. Like I don't believe in putting your food in ahead of time. Like sure. It's great. But then Mm -hmm. I find you normally restrict it the rest of the day, but definitely put in your alcohol, put in your alcohol. If you are drinking at the end of the day and reason being like just really quickly here, and then we'll kind of get back into what she was saying, because it makes sense. But you brought up a really good point is that one, I find that as soon as you put like four drinks into your MyFitnessPal, it's almost like you've already had it. And then I don't know why you just like don't really go over. And if you do, then it's okay. But you know, you've already tracked some of it. So it's like kind of peace of mind. But also you kind of have an idea as to like how many calories that's in those and that alcohol, right? So you can kind of make your choices. So with that being said, I love what you said. Also, that was another nugget, ladies, like if you're listening, which is that she said small no's. It wasn't like, no, I'm not going out to the whole event. But when she's at the event, she's making choices like, huh, maybe like I'm going to have a cupcake, but then I'm not going to have five drinks, right? Like, or I'm going to have one drink, one cupcake. I'm going to have like a little bit of whatever pasta salad, maybe a burger, but I'm not having two burgers, seven things of fries, like whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's a really, really good point. And then in terms of that, also, like, how do you find that that also helped you in terms of like fitness and like making sure that you got things done, especially during busy times, because right now it's September. And like, we were talking a little bit before this, you're like, I had like 150 calls on Tuesday, I didn't get up from my desk, I don't move a lot, things are busy, I'm tired. And also like working at a counseling agency, like, I'm sure it's very emotionally draining, too, because everyone just dumps on you as soon as they call. Yeah, they're not just like, Oh, hi, yeah, I need counseling. They're like, my life's over and like, whatever, right. And that's fine. And I'm not saying that to mock anyone, but also like being on the other end of that phone call, you're like, whoa, like 102, 103, right? It's a lot. So how do you like kind of either like deal with that stress or like, what are some things that you find really help 
keep you on track even when things get super busy or when you're like emotionally just like run out? So my biggest thing too, especially at work is I keep my water right next to me. I fill it up at the very beginning of the day. Even if I'm not thirsty, I'm filling up my big Yeti and it's there. Uh, I'll put it <laughs> there as well because even if they don't drink it when it's hot, it's going to be cold as juice later. So I don't care. I have my snacks on hand in the fridge. I have healthy snacks in my cupboards at all times. So I have protein powder. I keep nuts. What else if I had like protein bars, other stuff always in my desk. That way I know it's there for emotional because yeah, every time I pick up the phone, I don't know who's going to be on the other end. I don't know what they're going to be saying. And I do really do a detailed risk assessment every time with people. So I could literally ask a question and it's like, I'm doing an intervention right now. I really never know. So for me, emotionally, I've set really good boundaries with my friends and family. So if I also come home and say, hey, I need an hour alone. I'm okay, but I need my time. Yeah. So that's one thing that's really nice too. So they know if I don't answer my phone, I'm fine. If I'm short, I'm fine. But I'll go and I'll read. I love coloring, going for walks with my dog. And I've really set those boundaries too with work. I started this time and I ended this time. It doesn't come home with me. It's really hard to explain, but I've worked really hard on this is my brain is almost like a drawer and you open a drawer and there's boxes in it. Each box is a part of my life. When I put each box of my work box, when it's closed and it goes back in the drawer, my volunteer work is the same. My friends, my family, I keep everything kind of boxed just so everything doesn't mesh together and I get too emotionally tired because when in college with placements and schoolwork and volunteering and all that stuff, I would burn out like April and would sleep for legit a month and it just wasn't healthy or that's when I would get a cold or anything like that. So I just found it takes a lot of time, but you got to find that works for you. Some people scrolling on their phone. For me, it's not just because then I'm there for hours or then I get tired of it and I'm on the phone all day. I don't want to be on the phone anymore. So it's just kind of that personalized thing and it takes time to find it and it's going to change every year. You might say reading is this time, but no, now I'm sick of reading. I want to do this instead. And being able to adapt. So that's also a really good point because like we talk a lot about incorporating like fitness into your life and there's different seasons, right? Some seasons are busier than others, but it's also like in terms of self-care, like what you might've like, you know, a month ago, you might not, that might not work right now. Like you might've really enjoyed reading. But now your brain's like so tired, you're fried, you're like looking at the page, you're like this is stupid. So maybe you go and you're coloring instead, or you're going for a walk. So having like different tools in your toolbox, instead of just being like, when I, you know, self-care is me going to get a manicure. Okay, well, if you don't have 50 bucks that month, then like your self-care is now out the door. So that's a really good point also. So guys, tons of nuggets there, especially the different drawers and stuff. And I think that's also something that, you know, that takes a little bit more time. So that's like a long-term play. Whereas like you gave a lot of short complaints also, which is really, really cool. So thanks for that, Sarah. That was awesome. And then in terms of like so far, like in terms of fitness and I guess like where you started, where you're, where you are now, what do you think is some of like your most, like the favorite part either learned or the favorite, your favorite parts of the program or favorite parts of just like in general, like what has changed maybe even within your life? Because like, I feel like as soon as you start seeing like dramatic changes, but also like um, you start being consistent with the things they start they basically start escalating into other areas of your life. They start kind of rolling over, right? So what kind of things have you learned so far, kind of like your favorite part? And then how has that also impacted like your life as well outside of fitness? One of the biggest things is just to eat your damn food. That's still my best. Like just eat your food. Food is fuel for your body. It gives you energy. It's the good stuff. I remember not eating breakfast for I don't know how many years and how tired I would be. So food is your best friend. And then the whole set like thing around mindset is that even if you're doing your workouts, you get your food, and if you're not in a good mindset and you're stressed, it's going to affect everything. 
Yep. And it's just going to snowball into all areas of their life. Because if you're stressed and somebody might say something and you might flip out or somebody cut you off and you might flip out, like it just kind of snowballs into other areas of your life. So working on mindset is just a big thing and it plays into so many different parts of your life you don't know about until you really stop and go, oh, I spilled my coffee all over my desk today, but it's not going to stop me. It's not going to ruin my day because today's still a good day and I'm just going to laugh about it. You decide to have a good day instead of like letting environmental or like external circumstances Mm -hmm. create your day. So if a lot of you ladies are like, oh, my kids were whining this morning and then I dropped my coffee and then someone cut me off, like you're choosing to also let that in. And like Sarah was saying, like, if you keep doing that, like, yeah, you're going to be emotionally drained. Plus you're eating 1200 calories. Plus you're not working out. Plus you haven't done anything for yourself in three to four months. Like you're tired, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, I would be too. But good point. We got food. We've got stress management. Again, that's going to impact everything. Ladies, tons of nuggets in this. If you guys are trying to lose weight, tons of nuggets. She's like water, snacks, stress management, boundaries, like just saying. And one thing too is like that I've really worked on lately is digestion. And like, who knew, right? Who knew when my, like you needed to focus on that to see results and to feel better and feel lighter, just the best way to put it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, you're not bloated all the time. Like it's honestly, when I'm bloated all the time, I don't know about you, Sarah, but like, I always feel like I've gained 10 pounds because you're like, you just feel uncomfortable, right? Like, it's just like, it's gross. And social media has made it really cute. They're like, oh, bloating, you know, I'm bloated, you're bloated, this is normal. And like, y'all are all filled with poop. You're showing the world, your belly's full of poop. This is like, y'all got to get rid of that. Like, it's got to go. It's not supposed to be in there, right? Like it is, but it's supposed to be gone, right? So it shouldn't uh, stay that long. Yeah. Yeah. I've been bloated for like three days. That's not good. You should fix that. That's not a thing. (laughs) That's not good. So yeah. And with that also like with digestion and stuff, what do you think are some like things that you've noticed since you started working on digestion that have really helped? Or like, what have you noticed like improve as a result of you working on that? Like I call it shark week, as you know, I find it makes it not as hellish. Okay. Because you're cramping, you're bloated even more during that time. So if you just take the time to work on it, then it makes that couple days or week a lot easier. And then it's not as hell. And for me, that was a big thing. Because as a kid, I never had a normal time of month or period, it was awful. And now as I'm older, when it's supposed to be getting weirder again, it seems easier. It doesn't hinder. And I found digestion really helped with that, which who knew that could happen? Because it's all kind of in that area, it all kind of works together. So I'm just like, I'm just I focus on it. And I find too, after I eat a meal, I don't like, especially if you eat like a heavy dinner, you don't get as tired. Yeah, that was my biggest thing, especially as we're going into winter, like you eat those heavier meals, because you're supposed to be warm. And they're the uh, winter friendly meals kind of thing, right? Those heavy. I don't want to feel like I just want to be a slug. If I want to go play in the snow, I'm going to go play in the snow. Yeah, right. So yeah, digestion is going to be big for energy. It was interesting that you said it also, you noticed a difference with your period too. I've actually like, I never really put those two together. I'm sure it's connected somehow, but I haven't gone too much into that yet. More like brain to gut barriers and like, you know, drinking water and things like that. But interesting that you, but it makes sense, right? Like if you're bloated all the time and then you have more bloat, you're just going to feel even worse. You're going to be more cramped, that kind of thing. And then also like in terms of gut health too, guys, like you do need to be making sure that like your gut health is proper. Now, like the thing is, is like with this podcast too, we have a lot of different areas that we've already covered, which is pretty crazy. We went from like exercise to stress management to boundaries to gut health to like all these things. And remember that like Sarah has also been on the program for like over a year. Yeah, like around there. So like the thing is, is like 
at the same time, she's also learned this over an extended period of time. And there was different phases that like we kind of worked together and things that she did in her own life too, as things were incorporated. So for example, like the first step for you guys is going to be to reintroduce a lot of the foods that you don't want to eat, like the breads and the the pasta and the like eating whatever you want kind of thing. And then eventually you're going to go, okay, now I know I can eat a donut. Now I know I can eat a bagel, but my gut feels like shit. Yes, I understand that because now you've decided that you're going to eat like five of them. It's part of the process because you haven't eaten them in a while, right? And then eventually you kind of start figuring out what foods make you feel really good, what foods don't. And then after that, it's more like, okay, so now our digestion's kind of all over the place still, or this is over the place. And we kind of have like a direct focus, right? So it's more so like starting off broad guys, and then we get narrower. So that's kind of what Sarah's getting into too. So don't feel like you have to do all of this at once. These are steps. It's all steps that like just come in a line. And like, there's always something that's like you're learning about. There's always something else to kind of focus on, which is pretty crazy. So what was one of the biggest fitness, like talking about bread and things like that, what was the biggest fitness myth that you think you had when you were starting that held you back from like losing weight and, you know, changing your body composition and having all this energy? Again, the biggest thing would be like calorie restriction. And I always think too, back to being a teenager where everybody, it was that thin look, there was no curves, there was just straight bodies. and thinking back, it's like, no, like it, the people now that are muscular have curves, right? Like that's how we're supposed to look. And I think it's kind of sad that for a long time, I wanted to be that tiny little thing because celebrities looked like that. And that was a, one of the biggest myths for me. So then it's like, okay, I calorie restrict to look like that. I do a ton of cardio to look like that. We don't want to look muscular. So I think that was one of the biggest myths for me. And then kind of understanding that the scale can be a liar. The scale can be up, but your picture says more. Yeah. <laughs> because you you go to the doctor, they weigh you. You do this, they weigh you, right? Like they ask, what's your number? And those numbers can sometimes be really misconstrued. And we like numbers, but sometimes it's those pictures where you look back a couple of weeks, it's like, oh, wow. Or you look back a couple of months, it's like, there we go. Now I see the little tiny changes here and here or the big change right here. Like Sarah's down probably 15 pounds maybe. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, her body composition, like, well, I think I posted the photo the other day. So if you guys haven't seen my Facebook photo, but like, go look at it. Like, it's like, it's night and day, right? So it's like, if she was like, oh, I need to lose 50 pounds. And then you saw her photos, you'd be like, no, you don't. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you're still working on different things and incorporating like more food and things like that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you are, if you have significantly less body fat, you have more muscle mass, you're able to eat more food, your digestion's going well, your period chills out, like you're going to be amazed at how much better you feel and you don't necessarily have to weigh a certain amount to feel better. So that's a really good point. And yeah, everyone is like, so no weight watchers, you know, Jenny Craig's all about that kind of stuff. Even Jillian Michaels, like she's like shredded and she's like filled with muscle and she still focuses like a lot on the scale still to this day. Right. Or yeah, anything. It's always like, you know, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Shoot me. Right. I remember (laughs) posting that too. When I was like 14, I was like, Oh shoot. Right. Because it's like everyone's like, oh, yeah, like you don't need to eat the chips because being skinny is just so much better than eating chips. And I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah. Or I think of like workplaces have done like biggest loser competitions, right, where they weigh each other every week. Well, it's not fair because you don't know who's putting on muscle, who weighs more because of that. Like it's hard to actually like I, my biggest thing. Everybody's got an individual journey and everybody's body's going to handle things differently. So it's really hard to look at it and just kind of compare that. Because you, you, yeah. you only go with yourself. Especially when like, think of how many women too, like even like pretty much everyone who's joined our program too, is like starting off at like a thousand to 1200 calories. 
And like to expect that you're going to go down 50 pounds when you've been eating like less than it even takes for your body to like function, Mm -hmm. let alone lose weight, move, like read, sleep, handle anything else like stress, all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, to have the expectation going in being like, oh, yeah, like I'm just going to drop weight like that. It's going to be so easy. Like I'm going to do whatever. Like there is going to be a little bit of a give and take, but it's also because you've spent years doing like the same thing over and over again and basically just like putting your body it's like digging a hole and you just like keep digging and keep digging and keep digging and like you finally find water and then you keep digging and you keep digging but it's like it just doesn't really go anywhere because like you guys are just like eating like nothing right you eat nothing then you eat a bunch of food on the weekend then you eat nothing then you eat a bunch of food then you work out then you don't work out right so it's like to say that you've been trying to lose weight for like five to whatever say 10 years for some people it's like, yeah, but you haven't really because it's like you've been doing the same thing over and over again. So it's like when you guys are starting, and that's a really good point, Sarah, with the scale and the weight is like I would start, I hate saying day one, but like if you actually start getting on a like a program and you're able to sustain it and whatever, I would count that as your day one because then you're not thinking about the whole other time period of like mm-hmm. all the things that you've tried and maybe like it hasn't worked and things like that. Because then you just go, oh, well, like I've been trying to do this for five years. It's like, no, you've been trying to do this properly for six months, right? right? It's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) So it's a little bit easier. And what kind of advice and stuff do you have, Sarah, in terms of like someone who maybe is just getting started, they're in the same situation that you were in, you know, they were like going through all these bad diets, they tried all the supplements, you know, the weight was up and down, they're like eating low calories, they like kind of feel like crap, their digestion's all over the place. Maybe they can't set boundaries. We'll just throw everything in there, right? Oh, let's throw it all. We're just going to pile that in. They're just like, oh my God, this is me as a human being, okay? Like what is your number one piece of advice for them in order to kind of get through that? It's definitely trust the process. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and your journey is going to look different than others. So you can't compare this person's journey or this person's weight loss journey or they lost this much weight. Why haven't I? It's your own journey and it's going to take time. And you just got to trust that your body knows what it's doing and your coach is going to help you through that. And any little struggle or mountain that comes up, they're going to help you through it. Yeah. And you made a really good point. She just drops nuggets, guys. This whole thing is filled with nuggets. I'm just saying really good points that like you should definitely incorporate. But yeah, it's like the whole comparison thing, Sarah, is like huge. And understanding that like just because I think the biggest thing that a lot of women like growing up, I think a lot of women were like in competition with each other. Like. You know what I mean? Teenage girls are freaking nasty. Like mm-hmm. elementary school girls, they're nasty. Like they're clicky. They're like, oh, you can't sit with us. Like all this kind of shit. So many nuggets. Yes. I can't say who said that, but that's hilarious. And yeah. So like, honestly, like just understanding that like, you know, 30 year old women guys are not the same as like 15 year old women and like mm-hmm. seven year old women. And if they are still doing that, like they can go, you know what I mean? Like we don't do clicks anymore. That's not a thing. Like y'all can go. Cause there are still some women who are very clicky, unfortunately. But the thing is, is like understanding that just because someone else loses weight doesn't mean that you can't. And the thing is, is like if they've lost 50 pounds or 20 pounds or 30 pounds or 10 pounds and you're like, I can't lose any, it doesn't hurt like asking kind of what they're doing. But at the same time, understand that just because like, you know, your friend lost 30 pounds on keto, but they're like, oh, I love high fat foods. I love, you know, protein. I love like that kind of thing. I love CrossFit, right? And you're like, well, CrossFit's lame. I like yoga and Pilates or mm-hmm. I like bodybuilding or I like whatever. It's you can do different things and still get the same, you know, whatever number result or body comp result or whatever. But it's like it has to be something that you can do, you can sustain and you enjoy. Like if you don't like it, it's really hard to do it every fucking day. <laughs> like, yeah. it really is, right. 
So that's a really good point, Sarah, about like comparison. So remember that like when you see someone else, just a reminder to kind of switch that mindset from like, you know, they did it. Why can't I to like, they can do it. So can I, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would definitely switch that mindset. So yeah. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with everybody today, Sarah? Is there anything else that you want to make sure that they know with all your like lovely nuggets and such before we head out for today? I'll just end it with like a little quote thing that I've always followed. So it's behind mountains, there's mountains. So even though you got over this mountain today, there's still going to be another one and another one and another one. Just keep pushing. You'll get there. (laughs) I love it. Behind mountains, there's mountains. I was like, nice. That's awesome. But yeah, or like, I guess like the similar thing that we say a lot is like new levels, new devils. So like, there's always going to be something that you got to go over. So whatever works best for you guys to find mountains, there's mountains and freaking dead. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. I think you helped so many ladies today. There's literally like 10 to 15 people on at like all times through the whole podcast for a 30 minute podcast. That's like unheard of. So (laughs) just want to let you know that there's definitely people who are taking away nuggets. Boundaries are the best. I love the box things you know, only our last couple minutes, but definitely needed to hear it. So many nuggets, baby steps, like so many ladies are commenting. So I think you helped so many ladies today. So thank you so much for sharing your story and like just some tips and stuff. And yeah, I hope you have the best freaking day ever. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.